welcome to the Astounding Tales podcast. Please check out our Facebook page, Astounding Tales of Love and Daring Do, for news and related artwork. This is episode two of the Galatian Horror. There's a short summary of episode one before it starts. To jump straight to the action, skip forward three and a quarter minutes. Washed up against the exosphere of Ponticon. Perfectly normal. Didn't we just eat something? Mm, no. There's more like coral to me. Never mind the geology, you two. We're here for a reason, remember? Some daft buggers are trafficking juvenile Galatians, creatures of unspeakable terror. That funny pebble at Mr. Flea's? Mr. Flea's Emporium. Well, judging by the dates when the juvenile Galatians have been appearing on the black market, the traffickers have probably been making use of the supply shuttle to the Trust Research Station here on Ponticon. It's the most obvious way to bypass the rather officious planetary defences. Officious? The Galactic Trust military wing tends to be particularly prejudiced in its prosecution of trespassers. They do a lovely clean tea, though. Nobody move! Hands in the air! You, madam! Drop the weapon! Who are you calling, madam? It's Ms. to you, Buster. Anyway, I don't carry any weapons, not unless you count my siren voice and come to bed eyes. We should lock them up and notify the planetary guard. Dara needs to hear about this. And where exactly do you propose we should put them? The bathroom's the only room with a lock. No, I have enough work to do without having to jump through Mr. Singh's bureaucratic hoops. Like I said, we'll check out their story first. They don't exactly look like poachers or traffickers, do they? No guns? And they're not exactly dressed for it. They look like a cabaret troupe. They must be criminals to be flying around something like this. What museum did you loot her from? The Sally B is a design classic and sensitive to boot. So kindly button your lips and keep your comments to yourself. Okay, okay. What the? I know. Impressive, isn't she? And I've spent decades perfecting the decor. Will we go find anything in this mess? Hey, I've only just tidied it up the other day. Bill! Down here! What is it? They're small, but it looks like they incorporate some kind of microstasis generator. Biological sample cases. I've never seen them before in my life. It's the evidence we were looking for. Hey, that little piss pot must have planted them. It's a fit up. Well, I'm very disappointed in you, Manga. You, Priya. Yeah? Come with me. What's the matter, Ronnie? It turns out our new friends aren't as innocent as they claim. I told you all, but nobody listens to me, do they? The chiefs found evidence. They're porches. You what? I've got to check on that tectonic boy. Check her bonds and don't take your eyes off her. I should be half an hour or so. Sure thing, Chief. What the bleeding hell are you up to? Protecting my investment. It's you then. You're the poacher. I should have known, really. Oh? Is it that obvious? Never trust anyone who is forever flashing their teeth at you. You had to be hiding something behind that idiot grin of yours. And now, the concluding episode of The Galatian Horror. I'm not very experienced in this planting evidence, Lark. I don't think a couple of conveniently placed biostasis tubes are quite enough to convict you. No, my dear, you're going to have to work yourself free and attack me with this wrench. 
and I'll be regrettably forced to shoot you dead. Now, let's not do anything rash. I'm certain that a failed escape attempt will suffice to convince the authorities of you and your companion's guilt. Both to that! Minka launches herself from the hover skiff with the grace of a proficient gymnast, but stumbles upon the rough ground, oh. landing face down and winded on a pillow of broad red leaves. She coughs reflexively <laughs> as one of several small puffballs sprays the side of her helmet with a delicate mist of yellow spores. And it looks like you're not very experienced in the art of the heroic exit. We do make a proper pair. Like I said, balls to you, Buster! Minka twists and pitches one of the puffballs at Harry. Finding its mark, the ball explodes against his helmet, coating the visor with a cloud of spores. Harry struggles to wipe away the sticky powder, smearing it instead into an impenetrable film. He shoots wildly as Menka hurls herself across the broken earth. Get back here, you harpy! Not on your Nelly! Menka bobs and weaves as she turns to avoid the wild gunfire. She scuds around the corner of a rocky outcrop in search of cover only to be confronted by a terrible needle of rock ablaze with the fury of light and sound. Galatian. Oh, Wick. The Galatian bears down on her. Its ghastly display pounds at her senses and causes her to stagger backwards, stupefied even as Harry rushes around the corner, too fast and still half-blinded. Nice try, but what? No! The Galatian rolls across his ankle, forcing him to the ground and tearing through the tough fabric of his suit. Bone cracks and flesh crunches as blood sprays across the base of the stone hulk. The Galatian throbs brighter and louder in frenzy. Light appears to pour into the tattered leg of the survival suit. It erupts from Harry's face, turning the skin translucent and revealing the blood and bone behind his terrified eyes. Then it gently ebbs away leaving behind the hollow skull and ragged suit. A poor shroud to the pathetic frame of bones. Oh, oh dear. Invigorated by its apparatif, the murderous monolith lurches towards Menka, loudly awakening her to her predicament. With an exclamation of surprise, she staggers back before gathering herself, whereupon she begins to take measured steps away from the approaching beast. Oh, where did I put that? Aha! Uh -huh. Let's see what this sonic rush can do now. How did it go? Uh, yes. Fancy a sing-song! Oh, not a fan of karaoke then! How about a lullaby? Come on, you dreaded thing! Oh, there we are! Drop the device! Where did you get that from, anyhow? Where's Harry? Bill, try to stay calm, just listen to me. Harry! Now this isn't how it looks! Murderer! I say, steady on. Get in there, you little fairy gnome. Well, madam, I must say that the generosity in which you colour your language amply compensates for any lack of hospitality. Laugh it up while you still can. I don't think you should antagonise them. Perhaps, but it is such fun. <laughs> Whatever could have happened to make them turn so beastly? I don't know. I hope Menka's all right. Oh, I'm sure she will be. I'd be more concerned for the safety of Chief Murdoch. 
Menka won't take kindly to being wrongly accused of the very thing we came here to put a stop to. Well, best not brood upon that. No, I think our time would be better spent in trying to find a way out of here. Can't you pick the lock? And what makes you think I can pick a lock? Well, you know, people of your sort can do that sort of thing, can't they? There isn't any lock to pick. They had to improvise a bolt, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Maybe you could just buy our way out of this mess? Excuse me? Well, isn't that the kind of thing your sort of people does? <laughs> Touché. I wonder what kind of judicial system they employ out here. I believe that frontier worlds can display a somewhat slipshod attitude in even the most extreme cases. You make it sound like the Wild West. It's not as though we've been run down by a lynch mob now, is it? We don't know if this military wing of theirs has the resources to come and pick us up. The supply shuttles here are few and far between, after all. They might just conduct the trial over a video link, and then, being this far out from civilization, they may be forced to act rashly. You mean no dessert after our dinner? Uh, I do hope not. But as they pointed out earlier... These people don't have the resources to imprison us, even for a short time. Uh, hello? Lock room here and us in it. That says prison cell to me. It's not just a case of improvising a bolt on a door. They'll need to provide guards, health care and exercise, food, resources they can ill afford to spare. Mm, the phrase kangaroo court comes to mind. Menka! In! Menka! You look dreadful. Are you alright? Don't worry, dear. I'm, I'm just a little shaken up. What the devil has happened out there? The scoundrels have accused us of trafficking. I'm afraid it's worse than that. They think I had a hand in the death of Mr Page. Harry? Harry's dead? Oh, it was terrible. It turns out Harry was the trafficker. And it's not juvenile Galatians he's been smuggling to entertain bored, super-rich celebrities, but rather genetic materials for the benefit of amoral big business. The baby Galatian was just a sideline of his partner, somebody Jameson, probably one of the crew of the supply shuttle. Harry planted evidence against us on my poor little Sally B, and then when Bill was away tending to his equipment, he tried to stage a fatal escape attempt to get rid of me. The scoundrel! How on earth did you best the fellow? <sighs> I renewed an acquaintance from the night before. Not that monstrous monolith. It crunched him up and drained his life in seconds. Oh, makes me feel quite queasy to think about it. You wouldn't have a restorative tipple, would you, either of you? Something to calm the nerves? Mm, afraid not, dearie. Me neither. What a terrible state of affairs. Will one of you please cheer me up by telling me you found a way out of here at least? There's the air vent. We've already got three of the screws out. And it's just big enough for someone as svelte as myself. I'm sure I can find my way to sliding back that bolt on the door. Hey, <laughs> I knew I could rely on you two. Now, we can turn this situation to our advantage. As long as they think we're still locked up in here, we'll be free to search Harry's quarters for evidence, clear our names and put a stop to the traffickers to boot. I expect that handsome Dr Ross will be ever so grateful. And I'll tell you something else. Pray do. 
I've just remembered. I've got a miniature of Talisker stashed down in my bra here. Excuse me. There. That's the last of the screws. <coughs> Give us an hand prising this vent off. Careful of my nails. All right, Princess. Okay, Alsace, let's get you in there. Wait a minute. When I get to the other side, won't there be another cover barring my exit? Well, of course. You'll just have to unscrew it like this one. From the inside? Ah. No problem. Now Manka's here, you can use the sonic ratchet that she pinched from Mr Fleas. Ah. Connie? Bill, Chief Murdoch has it. I'm afraid I was so upset by Harry's grisly demise that I didn't think to pinch the blasted thing back. Well, there must be something round here we can use. What use could they possibly find for an umbrella? Aha! Uh -huh. What on earth is that? Some kind of laser scalpel? You know, there is a world where things don't have batteries and buttons to push. You poshos need to get out there and get your hands dirty once in a while. This is a very old-fashioned tin opener. You could use it to cut through the mesh cover. And how exactly does one operate such a device? Well, you just sort of stick the pointy bit in and then wiggle it up and down. It sounds like awfully hard work. Perhaps Menka could come up with some ingenious way to modify it into a more efficient device. What? You mean I could cannibalise parts of this portable room heater, boost its output levels and improvise a superheated cutting blade? Brilliant, as always. Menka, an inspired solution. No, I bloomin' well can't. We ain't got time for all that malarkey. You just get a wiggle on and get in there, Milado. Up you go. Ah, oh, oh, you're tickling me. Please, ah, <laughs> please, at least let me compose myself. No time for that, Alcest. Love, in you go. Ooh, the indignity. It's frightfully dusty in here. I do hope there aren't any spiders in here. How are you getting on? I'm all right. It's, it's a bit of a squeeze. Too much Seiko pudding. <laughs> what was that? Aha! I think I've reached the grill to another room. It's very dark. That's a good sign, dear. You'll probably not be disturbed. I'm starting to cut my way through. Oh! What is it? This ridiculous device. What's the matter with it? It's surprisingly efficient. I do believe... Oh! Alcest! Alcest, love. Are you all right? Alcest! Whatever could have happened? Wait. Shh. Someone's out there. Shh. Slowly, the rough bolt is drawn back and the door creaks open to reveal the ghoulish form of a bedraggled Sorokin. Are you okay? Did you have a tumble? Something broke my fall. There's a cat there in your fur. Please, I have no idea what it is, nor do I wish to find out. I don't think my fur will ever recover from this. And I've half a mind to send these fellows the bill for my dry cleaning when this is all over. Oh, never mind that for now. Just you come here. A little bit of spit and a white from me anky will clean you up a tree. Keep away from me, madam. Come on. No, no. You'll just rub the dirt in. 
Unhand me at once! Okay, okay, misery guts. Thank you. Now, I should expect a gentle but thorough brushing down immediately as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Me, me, let me... I mean, I'd be glad to help you with that if, if you'd like. Well, thank you. Shall we get a move on? Now, which way are Harry's quarters? Anyone? A door slides partway open, splashing light across a cluttered desk and an unmade bed draped with crumpled clothing. Warily, a small shadowy figure pads across the room. Well, is this the right room this time? Again, it's difficult to say. The owner of this dressing gown has been decidedly remiss in providing us with a monogram of his initials. Shift over, let's have a proper butchers. Now then, a bucket of wood. A smattering of wooden ornaments and wood shavings on the floor. All signs of a compulsive whittler. I think it's safe to say this is the room we're looking for. Let's get to work then. This carelessly unprotected personal electronic device may yield something incriminating. Keep an eye out for hidden data clips, you two. Hey, look at this. What have you found? This fish mobile is amazing. Such fine work. It appears that Mr Harry Page did indeed have some talent with the blade. I'm quite taken with this woggle myself. Will you two please concentrate on looking for evidence? What the? O'Reilly! Now, O'Reilly, there's really no need to point that gun at anyone. We're none of us armed. You, put that down. It's just a mobile. Harry made it. I said put it down. Ow! Now you've broken it. What's with all the noise? Oh, O'Reilly, what's going on here? The prisoners never skipped. I apprehended them. We were just trying to discover the truth about what's been going on here. They're pirates. They were probably hoping to slit our throats while we slept. Whoa there! Poppycock! Okay, lower the gun, O'Reilly. We'll sort this out. They killed Harry, and now they're after us. Just a minute. Calm down, O'Reilly. You're thinking rationally. Uh, excuse me. No! Put the gun down! Excuse me? What is that? Hidden inside the broken fish? Well, well, a stasis tube. Exactly like the one Harry claimed to discover aboard my bus. Quite the coincidence, I don't think. He must have been smuggling material off-world, concealed inside these wooden carvings of his. What? Uh, I can't believe it. Harry would never do such a thing. And you were very anxious that I put him down, O'Reilly. Aha! All of you, stay where you are! O'Reilly? Put it down, O'Reilly. You'll only make things worse for yourself. Catherine, just stop and think for a moment. Let's sit down and discuss this. I'm sure we can make the tribunal take a sympathetic stance. You may get to keep your job. Just maybe take a new posting. 
Don't do anything you'll regret. Whoa! She's got an axe! Get back! Stop this at once! Give me that gun now! Oh, Bill! She shot him! I, I did it! Ah, she's wedged it shut. Help me force it open. We've got to get the chief to the medical bay. Hurry, please! He's going into shock! You know, Miss Kanika, you have the most lovely long eyelashes. I've always admired them. Hang on in there, Bill. They say that the curtains of the soul... Silly, really. <laughs> yes, but it's nice sentiment. Oh, Doctor, have I been shot? It's no good. Look for something to break it down. Or a lever to force it back. Wait, someone's coming. Oh my God, she's come to finish us off. Hello? Mary! (sighs) Open the door. There's an axe wedged in the housing. Wait, wait a minute. Hurry! What's going on here? I heard a gunshot. The chief's been shot. Help the doctor get him to the med bay. What? O'Reilly's gone crazy. Help the doctor. We'll split up. I'll go this way with Dr. Russell. I'll set in prayer. You go that way. Right. Tally-ho! Hello. Hold up! Don't worry, dear. Menke's got you. Looks like you've been in the wars, eh? What is it? Brian? What happened here? Give him a minute. Can't you see the poor lad's bleeding here? Someone busted in the head. I think it was O'Reilly. She smashed the comm system up. What the hell is she thinking? Sorry. I think you got some blood on you. Never mind that. That's a nasty bump you've got there. We'd better get you to the doctor, Sharpish. Natalia, get over here. Brian's hurt. Coming. We've got to stop that woman before she does any more damage. Don't worry, love. The doctor's on her way. Ow! Whoops! Mind your head there, dear. Tally-ho! Why are we running? O'Reilly went in completely the other direction. Do you get the feeling we've been dumped? Well, it's just possible that this is a ruse by Menka to get some... to get some time alone with Dr. Russell. But I rather suspect she was trying to keep us out, out of danger. Yeah, you're probably right. But we'd best stay alert anyway, in case she gives them the slip. What is this place? Oh, it's Mary's workshop. It's kind of... cosy? Like someone lives here. I gather she spends as much time here as she can. Tinkering and pottering. There's something decidedly civilised about the pastime of pottering. What? Yes. A fascinating woman. Very capable. And delightful company, too. She built this engine herself, you know. Ooh! Someone's got the glad eye for a certain engineer. Oh? Oh. What? Hey! I'm not going to jail! I'm not going! O'Reilly. Catherine, is it? Yeah. Nobody wants to send you to jail. No! You're lying! We want to help you. If you just stop now... No! You're trying to trick me! I'll not go to jail! I can't!
Metal scrap clatters to the floor and tumbles into the body of a slouching giant. Its eyes burn impassively like dull coals. Uh. The dredger! Perhaps we should withdraw. What? Run away! Ah! What the? Good job, you two. Keep that thing occupied while while we deal with O'Reilly here. Menka! O'Reilly! Oh, hey! Keep back! I'm rapidly losing my patience with that woman. A rivet gun? What the hell are you going to do with that? Stop a mad woman. Well, I suppose that's one way to drive a point home. Seriously? Sorry, that wasn't up to my usual repartee. It must be all the running. It's just not natural. (laughs) Hey! Ah! Russ and Menka scrabble into the base's garage, taking cover behind the first of two hover skiff. Torn cables hiss and crackle from within its exposed engine. In the cabin of the second skiff, a panicked O'Reilly clumsily fumbles with the controls. She's making a run for it! Stop, O'Reilly, stop! You've got nowhere to run to! <gasps> oh! Right, I've had enough of this. No! This is ridiculous. There must be a more elegant way to go about this. Now, we're pinned down in a garage littered with all kinds of goodies. Oh, I'm getting that same judder of excitement I get whenever I open up my Hedy Lamar Junior Science set. I want you to know that I'm most certainly not enjoying myself. Ah! The drudger slouches inexorably after them, swinging its arms wildly and crashing heavily against the narrow walls of the corridor. What's all this? Oh. What the hell is going on? It would appear that Ms. O'Reilly is doing her utmost to do away with this hall. I'm destroying a base in the process, it looks like. Please tell me this robot's got one of those handy off switches. There's an emergency stop button at the back of its neck. Whoa! But I don't rate our chances of getting near it. Or there's a remote stop. Yeah, that'll do. Back at the workshop. There must be something we can do. We're rapidly running out of corridor to run down. Uh, quick, into the rec room. Sprinklers? How is our being soaked to the skin going to help? This wall short out its electrics. Not by itself. I need something to help carry a charge through its system. Ah! What charge? From the power pack in this heat lamp I was working on yesterday. Try to keep him occupied whilst I get to work on this thing. <laughs> and how are we supposed to do that? I don't know. Wave your arms. Try shouting. Oh. Ah! Over here, you mechanical monstrosity! Hey! Metal Mickey, join chewing on this snooker ball! Ah! She 
said distract him, not make him angry. Mr. A, throw me that screwdriver. Uh, oh, no, don't worry. I'll make do with this uh, fork. Now, I just need to rig it so the power pack fully discharges through the focusing tip. Give me an hand with these shelves. Oh. Ha-ha! Take that! And that! Oh, do please hurry, Mary! Okay, ready! Suck this up, you useless piece of junk! Mary, there's blood on you. You're hurt. No, I'm okay. It's not mine. Dr. Murdoch? The chief's dead. What? That bitch murdered him. Oh, Mary, hi. Oh, for sake. That dreadful sound. It's torture. What on earth can the brute be saying? It's just diagnostics, status reports. Oh, cat. Meow. Translate that noise. Translation. Initiating secondary objective. That doesn't bode well. There we go. Sugar, potassium nitrate from those cool packs, and a bit of Menka know-how. Instant smokescreen. Someone's sweet tooth may have just helped save the day. Mary's Alley Ritual, hot sweet tea and a biscuit. I think I've got a fancy blend back on the Sally B. Da Hung Pow or something like that. Tastes like mud to me. I'll drop it off for her to say thank you. Keep back! <coughs> <coughs> the smoke started to reach us. Are you sure it's safe? Perfectly. As long as you don't breathe any of it in. Siggy? What? No, no, you're quite right. I'll save it for later. Right. You keep her talking while I creep round behind her. What? No, Menka, wait. I've got a few moves I learned back in the horrid January cells. She won't know what hit her. Give it up, (coughs) O'Reilly. You're done here. (coughs) No, you're wrong. It's you who are done for. The drudger went berserk when Mary was working on it. <coughs> I was out in the field <coughs> when it happened. I couldn't do anything to save you. Right, you. The drudger. Ah! She's getting away. No. Menka, are you alright? No, I'm not! I'll call Natalia. I don't need a bleeding doctor, I just crushed my Siggies, is all. <coughs> well. <coughs> Smoke bombs now. These horrible things belong outside. 
there, the extractor fans will start to clear the air soon enough. Benko, are you alright? I'm fine. Just a little bruising to my pride. And me bum, ow! Uh, has it been raining? Ha ha! We had a little trouble with the sprinklers. <laughs> Looks like you three gave that horrible thing a run for its money though. Yes. Mary did something frightfully clever. What have you done to the hover skiff? Well done, lass. That thing barely managed to limp on through here. Oi, what about me? I'm the one that kept it busy. I'm sure you all played your part. O'Reilly's still got a way though. Mary, how's that hover skiff looking? You've done a right number on it. It'll take days to repair. Uh, am I the only one who's concerned that the garage doors are wide open? Shouldn't we be suffocating or something right now? There's a light force wall across each end of the decontamination bay. Strong enough to keep the air in here, but weak enough to still push your hand through. What? That is pure sci-fi. I've got to try it out. We'd better put a stop to that drudger before it does any more damage. The remote stop. It should be around here somewhere in this mess. Hey! It feels like the skin on a rice pudding. How are Bill and Brian? Mary? Chief's dead! Bitch! Oh, Ross. Damn, the drudges remote stop has had it. I can't fix this mess. We'll have to hit the onboard stop at the back of its neck. Difficult, considering its current hostile mood. I'll have to suit up and see what I can come up with. There are handholds up its spine, right? Right, it looks like its left arm's suffering from restricted movement, but the right might still be able to reach you there. Ahem. What? What's that you've got there? Rubber tubing, tied between the tines of some kind of peculiar tool. Or as anyone with a properly misspent childhood would know, a catapult. Clever bear. Actually, Sorokins are descended from something more like a shrew, dear. Yes, well... I was considered to be a crack shot in my school days. I could topple a master's cap from 25 yards. Okay, Mr. Alsace, you're with me. And me. Mary, get those bay doors shut. Then see what you can do about re-establishing comms with Mr. Singh and his security ship. Check. We're going to take control of this situation and bring O'Reilly to justice for the chief. Doors jammed. What next? Uh... There's a big dent in this rail thing at the top of the door. The drudger must have buckled the guard rail on its way out. Shouldn't take long to fix it. Okay. Priya, you help Mary with that. I'll cest and Menko with me. Come on, we've a murderer and a malfunctioning drudger to stop. I was working on one of the atmosphere monitor stations, the one out by Hazel Ridge. There's something about the minerals in the rock there. Interferes with the comms. I couldn't have heard anything even if they'd called for help. The drudger was never fit for purpose, always repairing the damn thing. It was only a matter of time before someone got into its systems, messed it up. I told the chief, Mary didn't know what she was doing. She wasn't qualified for the job, I could see. She must have let the neuroprocessor engaged in full cognition mode when she operated on it. Must have suffered a catastrophic trauma, got haywire, berserk. I was nowhere near the base. I couldn't... What? No! 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 No, Adam, no! No, no! I'm not going to jail, no, I couldn't! Keep running, got to keep running!
Look, there it is. What's it doing? He seems to have developed an interest in that great metal pylon. Oh, I don't know who I went to look. Right, it's cable network. It's trying to tear it down. Alcest, come on, quickly. We've got to get in closer. Ha ha, Elanu. What, Elanu? Elanu. It's a battle cry. Greek, you know. No? Yes, well, never mind. Yes, I believe I can make that shot from here, sir. If you're sure. I believe so. Now, just what exactly am I aiming for? Look between its shoulders. There, see? That little red pad. Ah, yes. Quite an effective accent of colour. Just hit the thing, will you? Please? Of course. Yes, at once. Now, Mr. Prendergast, let's see what I think of your liberal application of the cane. Make it count, Alcest, love. Ah! Missed! Menka, would you kindly keep your cake hole shut while I concentrate? I'm about to save the day. Oh, sorry, lovey. I just got a bit excited for you. Okay, I'm shushing. Shh. Thank you. Now, where was I? Ah, yes. Second year classics. Yes! Yes! Woo! <laughs> Triumph! The pylon! Love. It was a cracking shot though, just a second or two late is all. Brian is going to be so pissed. Well, perhaps it's for the best. It was all a terrible eyesore. Uh, Ross dear, just remind me, what purpose was served by those singing wires? Well, they kept the Galatians passive. Oh. Are we by any chance, standing in the middle of a circle of murderous monoliths. It certainly looks that way, but... <laughs> I'm sure Dr. Russell has one of his electronic gizmos to keep them calm, I say, haven't you, ducks? Actually, no. I forgot to pick one up. What about that sonic medical gizmo of yours? Nope. Still confiscated. I think we should run. I'm in complete agreement with you, sir. Oh, ah! oh dear, oh dear. Aunt Frozen always warned me that there'd be days like this. Head for the garage bay. Hey, look, the doors are still open. They must still be jammed. Well, we'll be jammed too, if you, if you don't get a move on. Horribly crushed into our own particular variety of jam. It's not the easiest of going, you know. I'm running as fast as I can. Oh! Oh, please be more careful, Menker. You very nearly had us both following the proverbial arse of a tit there. I understand that a wedge heel can be very flattering in the right circumstances, but perhaps you should consider something a little more practical for these kinds of situations. I mean, the illusion of a longer slender leg and a wiggly bottom are all well and good. Oh, oh, but it'll be small consolation if we're both dead. Oh, please do run faster.
It doesn't look as though things are going well out there either. Look, they're being chased by Galatians. What? Where? They're heading this way. We're going to need to get this gate shut up pretty sharpish when they get here. We'll have to force it. Come on, quick and help me turn this crack. Ooh, pull! Ah, oh, that's stiff. We should be able to force the gate through the buckled rail. It'll just take a fair bit of work to get the thing open again afterwards. Almost there, come on. We're going to make it. Ah, ladies first. Get that gate shut. Oh, thank goodness. It's jammed in the doorway. That won't hold it for long. Mary, we need a pacifier. In the workshop with my environment suit. Right. Uh, I can hold this for much longer. Here, Mary, you can wait within the crank wheel to keep the gate in place. There! I think I've bruised my thumbs. Here we are. Now, this won't be enough for a whole field. Now they've got our scent, they won't give up. We haven't enough pacifiers to cover the whole perimeter. We'll have to isolate a small section of the base before one of those things breaks in. Barricade ourselves in until we can repair comms and call for evac. This place was never designed to be fortified. The vital systems are too spread out for that to work. Wherever we barricade ourselves in, the networks that provide power, clean air, heat and water will still be exposed to attack. We'll just have to chance it. We've no other options. Don't let's give up so easily now. I can usually come up with something. Well, what do you suggest? Oh, that's better. I do feel horribly stifled in a space helmet. And I'm gasping for a fag after all that money. Um, I think I'll join you, if you don't mind. Menka. And an idea often comes along if you just step back a moment and give it a little time. You know, it's kind of sad that Brian's musical wires got broken. Still, at least he has all those recordings he made. <sighs> Fantastic! Russ, Mary, Priya, Menka and Alcest are gathered inside the airlock their noses squashed up against a small circular window which affords a view into the base's grounds. Okay, it's just a short distance to the communications tower. With the pacifiers blaring away, the Galatians won't even notice you're there. Then all you have to do is climb to the top and fix the speaker in place. Unplug the red and blue cables from the smallest dish and connect them here. Hit the power stud and check the system's live. Then we can start playback of Bran's recordings. Remind me why it's me who gets to run out into a... What's the word for a lot of Galatians? A, a rockery? Yeah, a murder. Mm, I suppose that makes sense. And it's me that has to walk through them. Well, it was your idea, wasn't it? Uh, what a fine idea it was too. Well done, you. Besides, you'll have Russ with you. That'll be nice. Okay, we're suited and booted. Decontamination is complete. Switching pacifiers on. And opening the outer hatch.
They step out onto the surface of Ponticon. The light of a sinking sun creeps low about the black murder of Galatians, their hunger simmering with the heat of dying coals. And beneath the sonorous drone of the pacifiers, the world sinks into a spectral gloom. Suddenly, a great bass pulse thumps through the calm. It seems to stoke the embers of the Galatians' terrible hearts. It's old Ben! What? Run! 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 Ah! Old Ben must have built up some kind of tolerance to the sound after all this time. Like an addict. Just so. Oh, he's gonna be mighty sore after being deprived of his six. Stop talking now! Sorry. I dropped the pacifier! Just keep running! They clatter against the base of the communications tower, rushing to begin their climb. First Priya, then rest close behind her. They clamber into the fragile safety of its metal structure. Beneath them, the reawakening Galatians begin to gather, their heartbeats rising into a rapacious chorus. One pacifier is not enough to keep them all quiet. Not at all. They're not on the rampage. You're stoking them up. I'll be out there with another gizmo in a jiffy. Metal grates against the granite mass of old Ben as he crashes into the tower. Tremors shake painfully through its structure, loosening Priya's grip and pushing her backwards. Her fingers tear desperately at the air until, as if from nowhere, Russ presses her back firmly against the frame. Okay? I'm not happy. <laughs> You're okay. Keep climbing, we're almost there. Okay, we've reached the small satellite dish. Just going to secure the speaker. Oh! Don't drop it! Oh, I've got it! I've got it! Get a move on, Menka! Almost there, Ducky! Hooking up the cables. Again, old Ben hurls his mask against the tower, its metal legs screaming as the structure begins to leave. song of the wind throws a comforting blanket across the land, slowly lulling the Galatians into passivity. Old Ben lets out one final long boom before quietening into what the ill-informed observer would consider to be an innocuous needle of rock. Oh, oh. Sorry we can't give you a lift back to your ship. You could always wait until Mr. Singh's task force makes Planetfall. No, I think there may be a few too many awkward questions to answer. I guess you're right. I don't think that concerned citizen defence will wash with Mr. Singh, no matter how well-intentioned. 
No, if you just reported what you need to the proper authorities instead of charging in, we would still be alive. Natalia! She's right. We should have taken more care. But we couldn't very well not have acted. It sounds hard, I know, but what kind of universe would it be if we all just passed on by whenever we came across an injustice, did nothing because we expected someone else to take the responsibility? Menka, I don't think this is the time. Arno can't change what's happened, but we are sorry for your loss. Empty platitudes, they don't mean anything. Ryan, go and make sure she's all right. Oh, uh, sure. We're all upset. I think Natalia's only just realised what she's lost. I'm sorry. This way of life carries its own particular risks. I think we all accept that in our own way. Bill loved what we're doing here. He'd complain about the environment suits and the rations and the crazy din from Brian's cables. But whenever he did get away from the place, he'd be on the comms nearly every day, checking up on us all, itching to get back. I don't think he could have found peace anywhere else. Thank you for saying that. Some men are born out of their due place. Accident has cast them amid certain surroundings, but they always have a nostalgia for a home they know not. They are strangers in their birthplace. Perhaps it is this strangeness that sends men far and wide in the search for something permanent to which they may attach themselves. Oh, I'm so going to miss you. <laughs> I'm afraid we've made the most dreadful mess of your home. We'll soon get the place fixed up. In fact, I'm quite looking forward to it. It just doesn't seem right. After all this happened, O'Reilly still got away. I wouldn't worry about that. Mr Singh will catch up with them. The hover skiff she took off in was pretty beat up. I don't think she'll get very far. She'll see justice soon enough. Episode 2 of the Galatian Horror was written by Mike Exelby. Rhys Pollard played Harry Page. Ketna Boutron played Menka Mukherjee. And Catherine O'Reilly. Mike Exelby was the narrator and Priya's cat device. Tim Kilminster played Dr William Murdoch, also known as Bill. Sujinda Bowler was Alcest. Josh Exelby was Priya. Ivalina Mitva played Dr Natalia Kanika. James By Thomas was Dr Russell. Grace Marie Pina was Mary Kambuntu. And Tom Reynolds played Dr Brian Lamb. <laughs>